Welcome to the second episode of Armenia 24, brought to you by Zartong Media. We've got a lot of news to cover, so we'll get straight into it. But we'd like to mention that in the future, we intend on bringing guests on as well, in addition to the weekly recaps we'll be providing as we look to make Armenia 24 the go-to podcast for all things Armenia-related. Today, we'll be talking about a lab that's working on Armenia's future drone technology, Robin the Robot, Herantinx Youth Center in Turkey, the world's first double arm and shoulder transplant, Talat Pasha Street being renamed in Cyprus, more dangerous rhetoric from the human rights defender of Azerbaijan, and a few other topics, as we hope to catch you up on this week's newest developments. With that said, let's dive straight in. The Union of Advanced Technology Enterprises at a press conference on Tuesday, January 19, announced the launch of Armath Airborne, its UAV educational lab program. UAV standing for Unmanned Aerial Vehicles. The program intends to open up these educational laboratories in 65 cities across Armenia and Artsakh. Enrollment will be open to both city residents and young men and women from the surrounding regions. And to achieve this goal, the UAT is planning on launching a fundraiser for the Armath Airborne Project with the goal of opening up 25 laboratories in 2021 and 40 UAV labs in 2022. The total planned budget is 422 million dirham, of which 52 million has already been raised. Let's do our part to help them get there. Definitely. This is an amazing endeavor that they are taking on. And it's something that everyone noticed that Armenia was lacking in over the course of the last, what, five years. And that began during the 2016 four-day war, which was the first indication that, all right, Armenians in Hayastan, Armenians in the diaspora, let's work together and let's get something going. And I think everyone should be following their work and contributing, whether it's financially or by just getting the word out. And this is something that's really good news. It's great news to hear, especially we've all realized the importance of technology and modern warfare. This isn't the 19th century anymore. Uh, wars aren't just won by sheer bravery and will. So this is welcoming news. We'll see boys and girls now able to get free technological education in Armath Airborne Labs. They'll gain theoretical knowledge about how to operate these UAVs master the features of design and construction, software maintenance, and piloting, which is only good for Armenia moving forward. Next topic. I'm sure everyone's noticed this over the course of the last week. Robin the Robot, which is an Armenian-made product, which is vying for the 2020 Golden Kitty Award. Robin the Robot is a friendly robot that expresses emotions and builds interactive dialogue with children who are in the hospital. Robin engages with children during medical treatment and also alleviates their pain by creating positive experiences. Everyone should go check them out. Everyone should follow them on Instagram and Twitter. What they're doing is revolutionary, not just for Armenians, but for the entire world. And it's really cool just to see Armenian-made products and uh, Armenian-based companies get showcased on these platforms and competing for these prizes. Uh, Robin the Robot is also competing and shortlisted for the award along with Apple's MacBook Pro, the iPhone 12, PlayStation 5, the Apple Watch, and others. So it's really great to see not just an Armenian-made product, but one that helps hospitalize children going through a lot of trials and tribulations during their treatments. Robin the Robot is one of those products that will be looked back on in history and 
it will be one of the things that revolutionize the industry. So, for example, everyone knows that Armenians created the color TV. We made the MRI machine. We made a lot of things that we love to take credit for as a people. And I think this is one of those. So definitely support them. Robin the Robot is made by Expert Technologies. Quick shout out to Smartgate VC. They essentially helped Expert Technologies raise money and they are the reason that this is all happening. So huge shout out to everyone there, their entire team in Armenia. They're doing great work. Moving on from Robin the Robot. So the Armenian orphanage in Istanbul's Tuzla area where the slain Armenian Turkish journalist Haran Dink grew up will now be turned into an Armenian youth center. This was confirmed by Ekrem Imamoglu, the mayor of Istanbul, in a Twitter post. The move aims to pay tribute to the memory of Haran Dink, who was assassinated by Ogun Samast, an ultranationalist Turk in Istanbul's Sisli district 14 years ago. Dink was the founder and editor-in-chief of the Turkish-Armenian Weekly, Agos newspaper and the memorial for Haran Dink was just last week on January 19. Uh, doves were projected onto the former building of the weekly Agos where Haran Dink was murdered. Moving on, we as Armenians heard some amazing news over the course of the last week. There's a French Armenian surgeon, Aram Ghazadian, who led the world's first double arm and shoulder transplantation operation in Lyon, France. It was reported by The Guardian. Just to add to that, 48-year-old Felix Gretersen of Iceland lost both arms in a work accident 23 years ago. It was on January 12 in 1998 when Gretersen, who was an electrician at the time, was working on a high-voltage power line when an 11,000-volt surge burned his hands and flung him to the icy ground. It was then where he sustained multiple fractures and internal injuries and unfortunately went into a three-month coma during which surgeons amputated both arms. According to Gratterson, the operation was his biggest dream, and uh, Gazarian mentioned that giving a little to somebody who was missing so much already means a lot. And as Gazarian notes afterwards, if he can recover the possibility to actively bend his elbow, that would be a life changer. It's still uncertain as to how much mobility Gratterson will recover, but we wish both him and Gazarian all the best moving forward. And with that said, the Municipal Council of Paphos, Cyprus, has renamed the Talat Pasha Street into the Street of Justice after examining requests from the Armenian and Pontic Greek communities. I was just a bit curious whenever I first saw this news as to why or what Talat Pasha's name was doing on a street sign anyway in Cyprus. There's no room for Talat Pasha. Uh, this is Cyprus. This isn't Azerbaijan. The council changed the name into the Street of Justice, sending a strong message to the local community and the international community that people who commit genocide have no place in the bright pages of history. This was spearheaded by the Armenian National Committee of Cyprus and big kudos to them. They're doing an amazing work and just this is a testament to how activism in your community can bring back results and this essentially alters history. It's going to be in 20, 30 years, there's going to be a Cypriot kid just walking on the street and seeing that the street is named Justice. And he's going to have no idea that this was ever named Talat Pasha, which is Rightfully exactly so. what should be happening. So the ANC of Cyprus is doing something else now. There's actually another street that's called Grey Wolves. They're currently underway and talking with the city and having that renamed and 
again, there's no room for genocide. There's no room for hate or fascism in anywhere in the world, especially Cyprus. And for those who don't know, just to recall, the Grey Wolves are a Turkish far-right organization and movement affiliated with the Nationalist Movement Party, the MHP. Uh, they're described as ultra-nationalistic, and we've seen them increasingly active in Europe. They were recently banned in France. There's motions in Germany to ban them as well. I mean, you don't see streets being named Adolf Hitler um, anywhere, especially Germany, because Germany has recognized the Holocaust, but Turkey has not. So I'm sure there are streets named after Talat Pasha in parts of Turkey because they see him as a hero, which is shocking, but it's also not. Last week, the human rights defender of Azerbaijan, Ahmad Shahidov, tweeted saying, if the Armenian foreign minister or other high-ranking officials of Armenia visit Kharapag again illegally, Azerbaijan has the right to destroy them. This is equivalent to Arman Tatoyan or Artak Bekladian, who are the human rights defenders of Armenia and the former of Artsakh, saying this about Azadis. No, I agree. And it's very odd hearing those words being uttered or frankly written by a human rights defender of any country. Sivan, the problem is that Azeris, specifically Azeri officials in the government, in the Aliyev regime, don't see Armenians as human beings. It's a very big problem. And this is a testament to that. No, and this is a human rights defender. This isn't a general, this isn't a military strong man. This is a human rights defender saying this. I wish I was surprised, but this is something that unfortunately happens all the time and isn't something new to the Armenian reality, unfortunately. So let's move on to the work of a human rights defender, an actual human rights defender, the one of Armenia, Arman Tatoyan, who made a post last week in which he thanked two Armenian attorneys from the States, Garo Hasarian from Los Angeles and Karni Kirkonian from Chicago. They essentially were helping Tatoyan and the Human Rights Defenders Office during the war and after the war until today, and in holding them accountable for their war crimes. And I think this is really important. I think this shows that this is what a genuine example of cooperation looks like between Armenia, Artsakh, and the diaspora. Since the end of the war, we've had over 50,000 Armenians return to Artsakh, but at the end of the day, the population of Artsakh was at 150,000 before the war. But it's important to note that Armenians are indigenous to the lands and uh, they have a right to return, a right to live and toil upon those lands and be the masters of their sweat on those lands. Moving away from the front lines of Artsakh into the chambers of Congress, recently President Joe Biden's Secretary of State designate Anthony Blinken reiterated the Biden-Harris campaign pledge to recognize the Armenian genocide and express support for U.S. funding to meet the security needs of Armenia and the ongoing humanitarian crisis in and around Artsakh as well. Anthony Blinken was um, heavily pressed about his response to Erdogan and his dictatorial policies and actions in the region by Senator Menendez during the confirmation hearings and he said that they will be 
consulting with Congress on their April 24th statement, but the Armenian National Committee of America and the Armenian Assembly have their work cut out, and we wish them the best of luck to work with the new Biden administration and to bring justice to Armenians. It's also important to note that uh, when Menendez was questioning Blinken, he asked if the administration is clear-eyed on Turkey, and in which Blinken responded, we're very clear-eyed. So it should be interesting as to, to see how this plays out. And also, Bob Menendez has been promoted to the chairmanship of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, which is only good news for Armenians, as Senator Menendez has been a great champion of the Armenian cause. Uh, he's had a decades-long legislative track record of leading pro-Armenian initiatives, and he's very respected across Capitol Hill for relentlessly and effectively championing the Armenian struggle and policy priorities of concern to the Armenian community. So looking forward to Menendez chairing the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and seeing this administration practice what they preach and hold Turkey and Azerbaijan accountable. With that said, this concludes today's podcast. But before, once again, we'll quickly run down some topics we didn't discuss, starting with Armand Sarukyan, who defeated Matt Frivola yesterday at UFC 257 by unanimous decision. Sarukyan was set to face Nasrat Hakbarast, and Frivola was set to face Otman Azaitar, but both were removed from the fight card for various reasons. We also want to give a quick shout out to a friend of ours, Edwin Najmi, multiple-time jiu-jitsu world champion who was in Sarukyan's corner. So all the best to both of them and every other Armenian martial artist plying their craft. In other news, there was a reshuffling within the Armenian Ministry of Health as former Health Minister Arsen Torosyan was appointed Chief of Staff by Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan. In Torosyan's stead, Anahit Avanesyan was appointed to the post. At the 11th hour of President Trump's presidency, the U.S. and Turkey signed a disastrous cultural property agreement granting Turkey the legal rights over the vast religious and cultural heritage of their region's indigenous people, including Armenians, Greeks, and Assyrians. We encourage everyone to share their concerns and write to the State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs. And lastly, Catholicos Karakin II appoints His Eminence Archbishop Barkev Martirosyan, former primate of the Diocese of Artsakh, to serve as a pontifical legate and appoints His Grace Bishop Vartanes Abrahamian to serve as a primate of the Diocese of Artsakh. That's all we have today. Make sure to stay up to date by following Zartonk Media and the Armenian 24 podcast. We'll catch you next week.